pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Georgetown lost last night. Oh. Now one in That's 35 in their last uh, oh. 36 Big East games. You saw that coming. Lost to uh, Seton Hall. Mm. So the end of uh, Patrick Ewing is uh, coming up. A lot of people are speculating on what's going to happen with that job now that Mike Bray has told people that he is not retiring. Not staying at Notre Dame, but not retiring. His name has started to be attached to Georgetown. I think Georgetown would make a major mistake if they did not open the wallet and drive to Providence, Rhode Island, and convince Ed Cooley that Georgetown is the right place for you. Last night again showed in a entertaining game between Creighton and Providence of so many back and forth of why Ed Cooley is one of the better coaches in college basketball. He's always been a guy that's been known as making adjustments either at halftime or in-game. If Georgetown doesn't make a run at Ed Cooley, and they, and they may already have been doing that. They, they, may be, they may be very, very smart. Yeah, That's a big, big loss um, because Ed Cooley... And if Providence keeps Ed Cooley, like if Ed Cooley stays at Providence the rest of his career, wow, what a sign for Providence basketball. And maybe even a sign for Ed Cooley and his loyalty. And he loves Rhode Island and he loves the program that he's built. Um, but there could, you know, Notre Dame's open. Georgetown's going to be open. If Ed Cooley's name doesn't start to become more popular, then it's he's just told people he's happy there. Right. But if I'm Georgetown, that's the guy that I am making say no to me. Say Say no. Once, twice, three times, a lady. What is it you always say? Sometimes the best job for you is the one you have. So, it, I mean, that could be it. Well, too, pro- well for Providence, G- though, Georgetown could be a better job than Providence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But for Providence, too, they've got to be aware of this. They've got to know who they have. I think they've known that for, you know, that last couple of years, understanding that with openings that they're probably, and, and I think this year is, is a real opportunity that if he truly is interested, and say a Georgetown, major basketball brands, that Providence would at least have some type of plan. Now, what that is and what is the extent of that, everybody has limitations. Every athletic department has limitations. But I'd be really curious to see what type of support that Providence, or what type of love that they want to show. Because I would assume that they are going to stretch that to the maximum. Now, what that is, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not privy to Providence's bottom line in the athletic department. But you've got... You've got an absolute winner there. And this is a guy that is going to continuously be courted by other basketball programs that probably have a little bit more at their disposal. And, you know, I there was a time when I remember, maybe this is a bad example because of what happened this last year, but for Matt Campbell, I always felt like, boy, Matt Campbell is going to continue to be courted because of, you know, the success he was having early at Iowa State. Jamie Pollard, Iowa State, are really going to have to be very creative on how they keep Matt Campbell happy. And and good on Jamie Pollard, because I think they withstood that first wave of major interest in Matt Campbell to where you've shown him the love, you've shown him that you're always going to be taken care of here, and we understand that there are going to be other schools that come calling. I, I think it's a very similar situation right now for Cooley. And uh, this is going to be interesting to see what Providence, much like what Iowa State had to do to retain him, if they can. 
they might not be able to, or as you mentioned, you know, maybe Ed Cooley's cool just being a Providence, which, hey, you can do a lot of good there, the Big East at Providence, too. You can win the Big East from Providence. Yep. You can sell out your building at Providence. It, but it, can you get the same kind of recruit at right. Providence that you could get at Georgetown? Right. Uh, that's going to be tough. In the long run, I think that would be tough. Georgetown Georgetown could, I mean, they get the right guy. It, it, we always talk about that, you know, for the Big East. You, you know, or you talk about it all the time with the Big Ten. Everybody was always saying, like, it's good for the Big Ten for Nebraska to be good, you know, when it comes to football. And, you know, you think of the Big East. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, think of Big East basketball. Georgetown's one of the first names you think of the old Big East. So, yeah, you for, for the Big East, for that conference, for it to be, you know, thriving, you want Georgetown to be good. And Georgetown is... They have that brand. They have that built-in brand. What has been missing from Georgetown of late? In-game stuff. Yeah. What does Ed Cooley do well? Mm-hmm. No. There's make Ed Cooley say no yeah. to Georgetown. Uh, coming up next hour, Evan Porter, Lance Harville. We'll talk some Omaha Nebraska baseball. Nebraska basketball last night got one of, if not the best win of the season. was not a fluke. They dominated. They were physical against a team that bases all of their stuff on being more physical. Nebraska brought it last night. They shot well. They got contributions. It's it's one of their better all-around games. I'm going to say it's one of the better all-around games in four years of Fred Hoiberg, who his offense last night, when there are a couple of guys that can make shots, mm-hmm. that's what that offense is supposed to look like, and yeah. they played faster last night. I That's also, I don't want to go all hyperbole, that's also going to be one of Hoiberg's better coach games. So he's on a nice little run here, and I say he's forced to kind of – be a better coach because he's down two guys and it has made him step outside of his comfort zone. Yeah. But he basically turned what Rutgers does well, being aggressive, and turned it right back on them and his team executed. Again, one of the better all-around games, one of the better well-coached games, and he got another contribution out of Tominaga, who is an absolute show. Mm-hmm. The, they could have an ISO camera on Tominaga to watch him throughout the game. I mean, when was the last time that people went to a Nebraska basketball game to watch one particular player? Maybe people did that last year with McGowan's. Yeah. But they go, they go. you know what? I'm going to watch Nebraska and Maryland on Sunday. Four o'clock tip. I expect that place to be rocking. No, my tickets are not available, so stop asking. <laughs> Is you go and you're like, you know what? Where's 30? I'm finding yeah. 30 and I'm watching 30. Very few guys of late where you go to the arena and there's one particular guy you're going to watch the entire game. And he is a show because he's always moving. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. And he's on an absolute heater. He had 22 last night. He is hitting shots. He plays with a ton of energy. He's. I have not seen him do this. So maybe he has heard me. He hasn't been much palms up guy of late. <laughs> now there may have been. He's, he's shooting it. Yep. He's also playing more. Yep. Again, I don't know if Gary and Bandamill are still in the rotation if we know how impactful Sam Hoiberg has become or mm-hmm. what Tominaga could do. But you're forced to play guys that you don't normally do and put yourself in uncomfortable situations, and they've responded in kind. Yeah. So now I start to think, and, and this is something uh, I'm already looking ahead to next year. Okay, You're going to need a point guard. You're, that's the number one priority is you need a point guard. We've seen the results of Greasel. Veteran point guard who puts you in good situations, and especially last night when he keeps his composure and yeah. he runs the offense, I can say he manages the offense, mm-hmm. 
Nebraska has success. One turnover. He's the player of the game last night. Not not Tominaga, not Wiltshire, not Walker. To me, it's it's Sam Griesel. So in the offseason, finding a point guard, a point guard with tread on the tires, I think is vitally important. That can break down a defense that also can hit you some shots. Yep. And when they get sped up, they're not all of a sudden going to get knocked off kilter. Right. So I worry, and I don't worry. I, I wonder about Tominaga next year. I'm thinking, okay, looking at next year's roster, and you got to go get some dudes, and you're losing Walker, and you're losing uh, Greasel. Is what's Tominaga's role? Well, I say, is this portable to next year? That he can do this on a nightly basis on a team that next year he not might not be a guy that's going to get your 10 to 15 shots. But I also wonder, on this recent run, what Tominaga wants to do. Tominaga could go back home and make lots of money. Yeah. I think Tominaga someday would like to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. What is his best avenue to getting to the NBA? Playing at Nebraska? going overseas, going somewhere else. He'll be curious to watch in the offseason what happens with him. Yeah. You know, he, he's a vital part to say, "No, no, no. You're fine. We we need you and we want you at Nebraska and this is what your role is going to be." But you always this is the time of the year where you start thinking about guys that get on a roll mm-hmm. and they play really well and maybe they're on a team that is not super successful. Do they start looking around yeah. on their next spot? whether it be in Division One basketball or, in Tominaga's case, being a pro, which, again, he could make a lot of money. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting question because, going back to your original point, too, good on Casey Tominaga because some of the guys that you mentioned, Bryce McGowan's, I'd even say, like, you know, in the, the fun little run that Nebraska had in 2014 and even the excitement of 2015 was tearing Petaway. But the Casey Tominaga, I'd say, was the guy that, has created that. Like Bryce McGowan's is more of a, okay, this is probably Nebraska's first one and done in a very, 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 very long time, if ever. And so you're going to have Bryce McGowan's. You got to check this guy out. There was a lot around him, a lot of talk around him. And you'd watch him play and be like, okay, I, I see why people, you know, talk a lot about him. Casey has created that buzz because of the way he's played. And I do think that there's an element where I think you and I are, are kind of in agreement where. He's not as big of a liability defensively, and maybe that is because he's getting more minutes, but he's he's at least attempting to sort of free up that part of his game as well. But he is. He's must-see basketball from a standpoint of you. he's a scorer. He, he creates. You never know exactly how he's going to get it, and he just works his tail off to do so. It's fun to watch, and people can get behind that, especially for a team that's kind of a blue-collar team right now. But as far as his future goes... Yeah, I mean, you see this in every sport, but especially in college basketball, for a guy that is trying to map out a future, that to me is probably the biggest concern because I think there's, and we're seeing it, there is definitely a role for Keisei Tominaga on this team going forward. It's something that can be basically an ace in the hole for Fred Hoiberg when you have a shooter like that, when you think of some of those Fred Hoiberg offenses at Iowa State, and I, I don't want to really compare those because I, I was thinking about this the last couple of days. Who does Casey remind me of that Fred had at Iowa State? And I can't really come up with anybody. Like, couldn't really say like a Nas Long or anything like that. It's, it's just hard to really come up oh, with. I don't, I don't think there's a comp for Tominaga. I, I don't either. And so that's why I think like you get a little bit of that, that long-range shooting ability, but a guy that can finish at the rim, you know, the cutting and... If his defense continues to 
trend in the right direction, obviously that bodes well. So then all of a sudden, you're kind of uh, becoming a rock star in Lincoln. People are really embracing you. Do you lean into that, and do you feel like, hey, that's going to keep Casey here, or all of a sudden Casey's kind of now seeing his true potential? Could that be a detriment? Could that be an issue for Nebraska in trying to retain him? It's, I think it's a legitimate concern, and I don't necessarily know if it's him going back overseas and going that route as opposed to what could be the portal. Like That concerns me because now he is kind of – leading the charge right now and people are getting really into it i hope the love that he's getting from nebraska fans he kind of leans into that and thinks man this is fun i got my opportunity here this is what i want to stick with but you know what that's not always how student athletes think these days because i think there's things that are happening now will not be happening on the 23 24 season right and you're going to have to have some hard conversation with guys on their minutes are going to be decreased because you can't if, if you, next year's an NCAA tournament year, yep. I mean, it, 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 that's the bottom line. It has that, to be. There's some guys you can't run it back with as the amount of minutes that they've maybe played this year. So you're going to have to have some hard discussions with guys on what their role is going to be and then live with the result of guys saying, nah, that's not for me. Or, you know what, I've enjoyed playing on this team this year because we are a team mm-hmm. and I like the dudes I'm around and we don't have a guy that is a pain in the butt. Yeah, if, if Coach... If you want me to take a reduced role next year to be part of a team that I have faith in you, you're going to go get some dudes and we're going to make a run at the NCAA tournament? Yeah, yeah I'll accept that role. If if that happens, then that's just another sign of, okay, Fred has done something. He's made changes. He's different without Abdel Massey with him. Mm-hmm. And we might have something in year number five. But but Tomanaga, when a, and this is just me because I see this, I mean, I, I do play-by-play for a mid-major team, and you know, you start wondering about guys that hey, they've had a good finish to the year. They're a mid-major player. They're going to get in the portal. I mean, Zeke Mayo from South Dakota State, who was one of the best players in the Kansas City area coming out of high school, goes to Brookings. Zeke Mayo is tearing up the league, mm-hmm. and people are wondering, yeah, oh, he ain't going to be in Brookings next year, right? And then I said, well, you know, Max Aceman has stayed for four years at Oral Roberts. People ask me about Frankie Fiddler all the time. So this time of the year on teams that are not very good, when a guy gets on a roll. They become very attractive. I don't know what Tominaga wants to do. I don't necessarily think it would be another Division I program. I think it would be, hey, you know what? I've I've done as much as I can. I want to go make some money playing professional basketball overseas. And he would be very, very well. He would be very well compensated, to say the least, back in his home country. And I know we discussed this, I think, during the crossover, right, as far as NIL and what you can actually do when it comes to international students. So I asked, and there is okay. nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. I, I thought there was a sliver okay. of uh, something you could do. There is nothing. Which is unfortunate. I mean, for, for the simple fact of Nebraska in its attempt to retain K-State Tomonaga, that's unfortunate because I think a lot of people, uh, not just the fans, but you know, a collective, you have – a player that is is kind of capturing the moment right now, and that's what Casey's doing. Let's let's not make it sound like, hey, this has been Casey from start to finish. He's capturing the moment right now. Is that sustainable? I hope we can find out. I'll say that. I, I hope we can find out in the next season. But you've got to be able to capitalize on that, and this is where a lot of players 
student athletes, both male and female, are able to, you know, maybe maximize their name image likeness when you're on a heater. And that's working against Casey. And that, in turn, is working against Nebraska, in my opinion, too. All right, 724. Next hour, we'll talk a little baseball. We've got Scott Shanley. Uh, now we're into the NFL's offseason. Aaron Rodgers is going to go into his uh, cave later this week. I thought it already happened. Is he doing it this it's week? It's just being drawn out. No, he, oh, okay. So he said yesterday on McAfee's show that it was always scheduled for the end of the week. Mm. So he will go in there. Okay. The attention whore says maybe we'll film it. Perfectly put. Oh, we're going to film it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we really want to see because isn't it just – like there's a nothing. toilet in the middle of the room. Yeah. Okay. No electronics. Nothing. Yeah. Just uh, total and utter darkness. Yeah. But but I, I, maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers. Maybe I misspoke. He's not an attention whore. It's just he's part of today's society that we film everything. Yeah. Uh, like so, TVs. So Scott Chandler will join us coming so up at uh, nine. Uh, Brandon Vogel at uh, nine forty. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley at sixteen twenty. The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.